Before we get started, a special thank you is in order to our friends over at Stanley Customs. Stanley Customs creates amazing custom sports figurines for all you athletes out there. Right now, our listeners will get 15% off their order and all interviewees will get 25% off of their order simply by going to Stanley underscore Customs on Instagram and telling them that Globally Ballin sent you. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Globally Ballin podcast, a product of the Globally Ballin podcast network we have a fantastic interview for you today so sit back and enjoy and thank you all for joining us one more time here's the music i gotta let you go finish the game with a broken hand yeah finish the game with- i'm rio 2016 silver medalist and asian games 2018 gold medalist young man how do you use a celebrity for good you know, it's, uh, up until that point, most of us, as athletes, were taught how to use a celebrity to manipulate, to get a girl, to get famous, whatever it is. We're hours away from kind of the nearest hospital to end up losing his leg over. I don't think a lot of people know the opportunities there are actually to play overseas, especially in the women's category. Actually broke my neck. I was paralyzed from the waist down, and I was never supposed to walk again, much less be able to play football again. Had a couple guys get robbed at gunpoint, um, and one of them was just like, "Yeah, get me out." At the same time, there are some who would still keep their nine to five jobs because the pay for being an athlete isn't enough. Don't complain when we look like idiots abroad in these big tournaments. What league or country gave you the best pay contract-wise? Probably Turkey my last season. Okay. One of the questions I've often thought about and considered was, what is it about a sport that drives fandom? Is it do fans categorically flock around the best in a sport is it a guarantee that a group of the two best are going to bring in the most the rowdiest and the craziest fans i've gone back and forth many many times on the one hand you'll get an nba final sets crazy jam-packed insane but then on the other hand you'll get college basketball games that are the same way these are talented athletes no question about it but they're not nba stars and they're certainly not nba finals stars now if you dissect that a little bit and you say, well, even even in a good college basketball game, you're probably going to get more fans or at least exclusivity is, is higher because ticket prices may be more for whatever. You still say that NBA is bringing in more. And that's that could easily be true when you're talking about the finals in a college basketball game or even the finals or even the end of March Madness. But what if you compared it to a rivalry in college basketball, say Duke, North Carolina, and a regular season game in the NBA? It's not crazy to think or know that Duke, North Carolina is going to be going to bring in a lot more. And if, if nothing else, the fandom that you see and the rowdiness that you see sends shockwaves over some of these regular season games you get in the NBA. But why is that? Because the NBA players are better. Categorically, the players on an NBA team are better than those in a collegiate team because you're talking about professional and collegiate. Take it a step down even more. Have you ever seen Silent Night by Taylor University? If you haven't, that's something you need to search on YouTube right now. Taylor, nonetheless is a school, their NAIA, I believe, Division Two, And they do this thing every or once every year for their basketball team. I don't want to spoil what happens. Watch what happens. 
Now tell me that isn't crazy and insane. An energy that you're not seeing, an energy that you're getting, even though they're not division, they're not in the NBA, they're not even, they're not minor league, they're not the G League, they're not Division One or. We're not two. even talking Division Two NCAA. We're talking Division Two NAIA, and that's the intensity you get. The same thing happens with high school. There's plenty of times where high school rivalry games are insanely intense. Oftentimes to a point where it's at the fault of a parent getting too into it or oftentimes students in the student section getting far too into it and yet they're not as good as other high schoolers juco division three division two division one naia g league nba i mean the list goes on and on and yet the intensity level is so high so i think it's clear that just because you're the best doesn't mean you will necessarily have the craziest atmosphere the best atmosphere in fact, just because you are towards the bottom doesn't mean you're going to have a terrible atmosphere. And I've been spending a lot of time as I dive into different leagues and situations trying to figure out what is it about a sport or a team or a rivalry or a matchup or whatever it is that creates that atmosphere that makes watching live sports so much fun. And this next interview is all about a smaller league in the Philippines. Let's not use smaller. The semi-pro league in the Philippines, the MPBL. You'll hear in the interview specifics about how crazy it gets at those games. And he'll touch on a couple of reasons as to why we potentially think this is why it's so rowdy and what makes it very different from the existing professional league, the PBA. After listening, maybe we'll all kind of learn a little bit more about what drives an atmosphere in live sports. Is it truly the best brings in the best? Maybe. I could be totally wrong. But I think in this interview, we learn a little bit more about where that energy comes from and what situations build up that energy more and more. Enjoy. Hello, Mark. Yeah, yeah. What's up, man? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I've, been, I've been in the weather, but, you know, it's raining a few days ago. So, yeah. Anyways, like you've been to the Philippines. Have you seen your profile? Yes, I have. Uh, I, uh... Can you speak the language? Again, I can understand it a little bit. In fact, I love it there. I enjoy it there a lot. All right, so I guess just to start off for for me and things that we want to know is give us the quick rundown on what the MPBL is. Well, uh, MPBL is Maharlik Pilipinas Basketball League. It's funded by Senator Manny Pacquiao from General Santos. Basically, before when all of this was uh, when this thing was starting, it was Manny Pacquiao Basketball League. Now it grew. There was at the first conference would be the Anta Cup Conference. It had 10 teams we called the Pioneers. Then on the second conference, that was the first time that Pasay joined the, the league and there were 26 teams. Now, on its third conference, which is the Lacan Cup, well, 31 uh, oh, wow. participating teams. But the recorded the franchise that, you know, that bought the teams that bought, bought the franchises is already 32. It just so happens that Mandaluyong decided to not pursue the, to join the conference. I see. Um, now, there's there's a lot of divisions here, my friend. Like, can you imagine? It's almost like NBA style when there's West and East, whereas in MPBL, there are two divisions, also two divisions in North and South. So for the North, there, there are 16 teams, and for the South, 15 teams. Is that, so for the most part, Robin? is that division uh, mostly to avoid lo logistical issues when it comes to travel and stuff like that? Uh, 
I, that's the that's the initial plan for it. But as as you can see, it's a single round ro- robin. So basically, the, all the teams are you know, basically based here in the Philippines in Manila. Oh, okay. Uh, most of the games are played here in in Luzon. Okay. Because there was this other league before about like 20 years ago that started this concept, but because of logistical problem, it didn't push through. Uh, that's see. um Manila Basketball Association. Hmm. So again, it's single round robin. Uh, every team is guaranteed. For for the third conference, every team is guaranteed 30 games. Then after the elimination, there's the playoff. This is also kind of like NBA. We're in the the the, for the last eight teams in the north and south division. You know, do the one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, and mm-hmm. four versus five, and it's best of three. Okay. Then again, yeah, it's just like you know, just like NBA. Yep. Um. Mm-hmm. When uh when is the season? Is it because I know PBA for those listening to PBA has three mm. different um what do they call them? Three different conferences. Conference. Conferences, yeah, mm. but it basically spans the whole year with like a couple weeks in between. What does mm, yeah. the season look like for the MPBL? Every conference it, it will start around June twelfth. Okay. So when we first joined the the league, the league uh because of its sudden explosion of members it started it, it, it was 11 months long <laughs> can you imagine that oh my it's gosh the NBA. Oh my yes gosh. and and it was like it, in a month's time there were like two games per month oh wow so basically all, all our players were like just you know practicing for about two weeks oh, preparing for one game so i think there were abscbn which is a partner of uh Manny Pacquiao with this with this endeavors didn't have did he, it's not it's not really full I mean their their partnership is like uh it's not yet born so before the, the third season the it was full a full partnership already so ABS has a has a more is the one handling the the scheduling but still if you could, if you could calculate it there are thirty teams. So third one team, so every every team has thirty games, and if you could divide that into one game per week or four games in a month, it will still be closer on seven point four okay. months. Okay. Okay. And that is just for the elimination alone. Wow. We're not talking about the playoffs, <laughs> but you know the, the playoffs is uh, when uh, last season when the playoffs was around is around a month in a in a half. Okay. Depending okay. on how the the teams pan out. So um. When you were talking earlier, you were talking about all the different teams that had joined, and that's one of the things I realized the more I've kind of researched the league is that you've had some extreme growth. I think part of it's because of the influence of Senator Pacquiao, right? Thank yes, you. yes, yes um, of course. Can you... Is there any way that you can quantify for us just how much it's growing? Like from the beginning to what is three years in, or is it this mm-hmm. the fourth year? Three years in. So well, from the beginning, almost almost three, but uh, I, I think more than two, but almost three. Okay, okay. And so from then, you've grown uh, how much? Well, I think it's uh, it's around. If you come think of it, the first year, the first conference was, was it was just ten teams, my friend. And okay. Now on the, on the third season, it's, we're thirty-one, almost thirty-two. And is the thirty-two teams? More, is it kind of capped at that? Is that sure. is that the end, or will you add more? The initial talk is is to stop the the the, the selling of franchise. Okay. This is for the protection of the owners. Then again, <laughs> I think the, the there's also uh, some parts of the plan wherein the league would be divided into two different big organizations. Like every teams in the uh, in the zone area or the north part would have their own what you call this. It's more than a division, but it's we have an old round robin. Oh, okay. And the, the the players on the south will have their own round robin. 
Melbourne. Ah. But this, I, I think this was like, if this really the, the the plan of the of the league. But as of now, there are still fears that you know the team uh, or the league would would not really be as as successful as what uh, PBA is. I mean, PBA has been around for a while, and the difference between the two is really really big and plenty actually PBA probably each team represents company or a product whereas we here in the MPBL we represent cities provinces so basically the the, the stake well what is a stake is pride of of a city like just like uh, in, in in bay Absolutely. That was what I was. That was the next thing I was going to talk about. Is one of the biggest things. Just repeat it. One of the biggest things that separates you two is that PBA teams represent some sort of company or business or whatever. And and PBL yeah. exactly like you said, you're representing a city, community, something, uh, an area of some kind. And so I can only assume from the outside looking in that fandom is very strong for oh groups God. like that. <laughs> Actually, when 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 we play in in that to that Astrodome or in the Astrodome, we play there. If we win, the crowds pour into the court. <laughs> if we lose, the crowds pour into the court. <laughs> I, I got players getting beat up because of celebration. Mm. Win or lose, I'm talking about win or lose. When uh for for this for the third conference, our first game against Davao, we lost, but still the crowds were there. A few days ago, we won in our home court. Oh my God! I I let the crowd go in. I'm like, no, just double the fans. I mean. I let the players feel, especially the new ones, how crazy it is for Pasay fans to get their, you know, idols close up in person. Mm. And that's the difference between PBA also. I mean, some say that, oh, if if you're in the PBA, you get the, you, they're, they have they have far more better players. They're professionals. I'm not saying that we have a, a less talented uh, players, but professionally, it should be better, right? So, but the thing is, you can't touch your idol. I mean, just like in NBA, you can, you can see Jordan like a few feet, but the interaction is far more better if you could, you know, talk to your idol, have your picture taken mm. on a every game day basis. Right. That's and how crazy it is in NBA. A lot of that, you can compare that a little bit to like college basketball here versus yes. professional. I mean, people in professional are obviously better, absolutely, but mm. there's still the fandom you see in college or even the high school sometimes is just insane yes. because they're representing <laughs> something that you all share so that yeah. that's crazy hey everybody this episode is brought to you by an additional sponsor we are now also brought to you by creating young minds creating young minds is a nonprofit out of lewisville texas right outside of dallas you may remember we've had an episode in the past with the founders of creating young minds dr shira ackerman and coach Mathis Crowder. Creating Young Minds strives to help young men achieve success in their life where they may not have otherwise achieved that success. One way they do this is through their new basketball team. The Louisville Yellow Jackets affiliated with Creating Young Minds play in TBL, the Basketball League, and through a combination of their nonprofit as well as their basketball team, Creating Young Minds and the Louisville Yellow Jackets are doing their best to bring the European model of basketball to the United States. That is Creating Young Minds. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, basically everywhere. Find Creating Young Minds, check them out, see what they're all about. And when the TBL league rolls around, once again, keep an eye out for the Louisville Yellow Jackets. Thank you. Do the, do the reactions ever get dangerous? Not in a sense that like everybody's like so excited it's a big mob but like they're mad enough to where there's some sort of a dangerous element or not uh, i mean like uh the, the, the astrodome being part of the pba uh, choices of venue the crowd here there is 
is wild. There was this time that one of my star players, Jan Hamon, was wearing this uh, headband, right? Yeah. So John is very, what you call this, superstitious with okay. uh, with the things that he wears on the court. So basically, what he was, if every fan wanted to, you know, grab his uh, headband. So what he did was he placed it on his neck, so that it would be, you know, it would be far more uh, just just to secure it, right? Sure. So one of the fans practically just pulled it back, oh. <laughs> and it was caught in a camera. <laughs> it was caught in a camera, and you know, oh, no. being the human that he is, he. He's like he, he spiked up like he went for a you know a fighting stance or something. Oh sure. Yeah, because like uh, he thought he was being choked or something. Of course, I mean that's and, a very uh, area. I still remember in a few you know uh, last season that it took us about from the center we won this game. Uh, I think I think it's about it's a game against uh, Mandaluyong, uh, one of the rival cities. We were at center court. Me and John were John Hamon, uh, were at center court. And it took us about 30 minutes just to oh. go from the center court up to the dugout. Oh, my. 30 minutes, my friend. It's like a parade. It's like <laughs> a procession for a Nazarene or something. Because <laughs> everybody wants a picture. Every, everybody wants a hug, maybe a kiss. I don't know. And I was like, okay. I, it, it, was a, it, it was an end, I guess, for about a four-game drought. So everybody was, you know, really thirsty for a win and i guess they were just one to celebrate the whole time so it's 30 minutes oh my Wild. so when it comes to players that are able to play for um whichever team what are the rules for that do they all have like your pasai voyagers do they all have to come from yeah. pasai no 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 okay the, the league itself the the, the the one of the main goals of the mpbl is to promote local talent you know for yeah those those players that have the same limelight as players that coming from the more exposed uh, leagues like UAEP or NCAA. So I'm talking about you know players that are local heroes in their in their in their towns. Yep. When they do you know join the MPBL, they get what they're they're due. I mean, uh, for example, there's this uh, guy that was signed by Mindoro Tamaraus. He just signed uh, one of the longest uh, contracts in the league. Which is a 1.5 million three-year contract. I, I'm is that 1.5 uh, 1.5 a year or over the three years? One five one no no uh, 1.5 million for three years. Okay. Because the league has a the league is controlling. Limiting salary cap. Salary cap for for individual players. I think with the universal player contract, we have fifty thousand fifty thousand per per month. Okay, so that contract, the one you're talking about, was about ten thousand dollars a year, just to note. Okay. A year, is it? I'm not really sure. It's a fifty thousand thousand per. But then again, you could really augment that with, with bonuses and such. Mm, sure. And for the lowest, uh, for the lowest contract, it's around fifteen thousand. Okay. Mm. Now you, you, you. I think you asked about where they come foreigners, from. Foreigners, yeah. Foreigners. Oh, where, where where they come from? Yeah, where where can the well, players come from? Yep. Well, any anyone could really try out for you, but the league, the league, uh, normally, uh, the league has a rule that. Whenever you feel your first fifteen players per game, there should be at least three homegrown players. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, now, do those three have to start, or can they just be anywhere on the team? They, they could be anywhere in the team. Sometimes we do allow them to. Personal uh, for the past years, we use them primarily because they're one of the best in the in Pasay. I mean, the players that the homegrown that that we we sign, they are normally the 
MVPs of any league in in in, sure. in uh in Pasay. Sure. Primarily, I have this like this pitbull man. I'm telling you, Harold Lumtong. He's like around five nine. Smallest, you know, small player, plays point guard. God, he could, he could really, he could really shut down any player in in MPPL. Um, what about um, players yeah. that aren't from the Philippines? Are they welcome in MPPL, okay. or what's the rule on that? So foreign foreign players are not allowed in MPPL, but we do have op- openings for fill foreign players. Okay. Meaning these players should be Filipino blood. I don't know what's that. I, I know. Uh, the the ruling would be they they should have both a Filipino player, uh, both Filipino Filipino parents. One or, or the one, other, one, right? At least one. one at least one. Other. At least one. Okay. Mm-hmm. With Filipino passport, I think. Okay, but, they have to have a Filipino passport. Is, okay. Mm. But uh, but there's another rule into that. In, they should not be taller than uh, six five. Okay. Okay. So just because like, could you imagine having a seven one player? Yes. Yeah. You know, so and you for for example, my tallest player is six six. So. Oh wow. <clears throat> I mean, you can't you can't have a competitive team. Uh, you can't have someone being dominant in in a in a league that's so you know competitive. Sure. One thing about MPBL also is the the games are very uh, physical. Okay. I mean, I mean, it, uh, okay. Here's the here's how we see it. Like NBA is physical. PBA is more physical than MPBL is physical. Physical. I mean. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it just keeps so, going up. Yeah. Um. I th- I think because of the competitiveness. Uh, we're talking about your home, your your city. Talk about sure. your province. Sure. I mean, especially uh, when when you when you keep on losing and in the crowd in the fans have been, uh, I mean, like trying to get into the action. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what what else can I help you with the main? Yeah, I do. I uh, am do. curious. What do you think? about the import rule i know that it kind of divides certain people some people think that bringing imports in um, makes filipino players in general better for interne- international play and some like to keep them out yeah. for the most part what do you think well it doesn't depend on the on the the league i mean you could have for me it could have uh every foreign film uh film foreign player in in the pro leagues do it i mean they're supposed to be professional but here in mppl we are semi-pro so even though we're preparatory to entering pba the competition should be within the philippines for me i'm not saying that you know the 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 league is uh close to uh, to any foreigner but for me there's there should be just a venue i mean a venue for 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 foreigners would be the the pba we're in they could really compete alongside with other Filipinos that are really good in, in MPPL. Just said, because if they add, for me, if they add foreign players in MPPL, that would dilute the one of the goals of the league, which sure. is to promote sure. local local talent. That makes sense. Mm. Um, so I mean, everyone has a space, so everyone happy. <laughs> Yeah, no, that I mean that does make sense. I mean, you use the league as a way okay. to develop your local talent so that they're prepared for the next level. That makes sense. Mm. What, what are, are some of the, okay. the general challenges as far as operations go when it comes to game to game or anything of that nature? Maybe, mm. yeah. So with the PBA, the players or, or the team is sponsored by the is generally owned by the the companies. 
whereas here in the whereas here in in, in MPBL, the teams are owned by individuals by companies and they look for sponsorship okay. for example we at, at passive voyagers we haven't we do have sponsors sponsors but they're the minor sponsors we haven't landed that big one the title sponsor that would you know propel us to the other level sure. it means better funding better facility uh, equipment for the for the team but we're doing you know we're currently doing fine again the difference uh with that is if you if you have a sponsor you, you practically have you know the freedom to improve the team when it comes to rostering some players do demand certain things and you know to get the best ones you have to provide for them yeah so uh, so especially so then you'd say one of your biggest operational problems then is the sponsorship and maybe the disparity between different uh teams and their ability to get larger sponsors yes you have to understand that for example here in Pasa we don't charge entrance ticket for our oh, venue okay okay uh and MPPL doesn't have uh what you call this it, they don't have a profit sharing mechanism as of yet okay okay so is that coming from, from do we know I think it's in it's in in the talks, but as a as a my position as team manager, the daily operation of the team is ha- is shouldered by the owners. Sure. And if you if you if you're someone who's, who doesn't have deep pockets, then well, some of the needs of the players are would be neglected. Like every day, you know, you need the food, you need transportation, you need tape, all of these things. So I got a couple of a, practice. a couple of things. First, I wanna so. To be clear, that really the only way you make any sort of profit as a team, or an even not even necessarily profit, but money to pay your players, is through sponsorship. Because you're not getting any sort of money from ticket or any sort of profit sharing from the league. Yeah. Well, that makes it significantly more difficult. But um, so I have been in one of the businesses I've I've been in for a very long time is like memorabilia and autographs and that kind of thing. And I was always curious about how that looks in an international kind of basis. We played with it with kind of the PBA, thought about that a little bit to see what the market would look like. Do you ever think mm-hmm. that would there would be a market big enough? Because you talk about how much your fans love it. Would it ever be a situation where they'd be excited enough to pay, you know, fifty pesos or whatever to go see your team and meet them or something? I don't know anything like that. Would would that I ever so, be? Yeah. Would the is the fandom ever high enough that you think you could profit that way? Yeah, I think so. Especially the the ones that the the championship teams normally they they do have the crowd but here in in pasai we finished last season we finished uh, with a record of seven seven wins and uh i think 19 losses but now we're currently fifth in uh you know, 500 mark okay. and the, the the clamor for it i mean you know have a picture with my well, with one of my players it's strong it's quite strong i mean i've actually added more security you know security personnel to the crowd because uh the kids yeah the small the small ones they, they really just grab any any part of our players i mean sometimes my fear is if they get injured you know trying to reach out sure. to my players sure so with your with your your questions regarding the memorable, I think so. I mean, Filipinos love their idols. Uh, some some of our Pasay fans are coming from Cebu. Oh wow! Can you imagine? Wow! Because <laughs> because the league is televised all over the Philippines and it is represented by thirty one teams 
scattered around the Philippines. I, you know, the, if, can you imagine that uh, my page alone, the Pasay Voyagers Facebook page, I haven't boosted that one. No, that's without boost. I haven't boost. boosted that one because uh, I feel that when the sponsorship do arrive, I want them to feel their, you know, if they boosted it, you know, they want they're the ones who yeah. the, they would feel the the, the boost. <laughs> actually, so, luck. I mean, like this, this where the team is actually planning uh, a, a, a fans day. Okay. You know, because September would be oh my god! Could you imagine like for for September alone we have we have uh, only three games. So there's a long stretch of things, and the players would be burned out if we kept on just asking them to come to practice. Oh and, sure. You know. So basically, uh, I'm 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 planning to have that uh, fans day maybe on on September. Aside from that, yeah, um, we have a courtesy call. The beauty of that is with MPBL teams, especially with Pasa, we have strong relationship with with our local government units. So that's 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 part of the the support that we're getting. Yeah. All right, uh, let me move on to a couple more of these questions, and then I got to touch on a few okay, things, cool. and we'll be all set. What about any sort of logistical challenges, specifically when it comes to like travel? I know you said you played most of your games in Manila, okay. but in general, any uh, what kind of logistical issues do you find? Well, basically, uh, when as an example, when we we went to Davao for a game, uh, Davao being the city, the host city for for that uh, game day. Sure. They normally cover the hotel, the transportation within the city, the food, and you know, the sponsor for the dinner after after the games. Yeah. So for that we we for that we don't we don't normally we all we had to pay for are our plane tickets. Okay. So could you imagine from from what I've heard of, Davos spent around four million pesos for oh. for a day. Oh my. So and it's okay. I mean, like, I think Davo is one of the richest uh, teams in MPBL. I'm not saying it's uh, it's cheap, but I think they could afford it. Yeah, that's like, and and when it comes to teams here in Manila, whenever you're the host, you have to you know cater for all the needs of their visiting teams, like their locker rooms, their practices, if if it's available. Then in being in, in Luzon, it's, it's not really that easy because, for example, if I'm from Pasay and you've been to Pasay and, and my game it would be in Bataan, which is in a really good day, it's around six hours. Yeah. And normally, if you're... You know, if you're there are three games in a in a in a one game day, four o'clock, six o'clock, and uh, supposedly nine o'clock. So you have to be there two hours before your game time. Okay. So you have <laughs> so six hours plus two hours. Oh yeah. Sure. Then then you have to aside from that, you have to you know give the uh, additional time because it may be traffic. Oh, there will be traffic. Always... If there's anything I've learned, <laughs> there will be traffic. <laughs> So, could you imagine like having your your you know your game uh nine in the evening, but you have to be there around four in the oh, afternoon? Oh, yeah, I can definitely see where that's an issue. Mm. So it's basically it's more of the, the that one and yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, sure. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. What about any sort of manpower issues? Do you find yourself lacking workers manpower? or yeah, manpower in any way? No, no, no. Uh, typically, as what I did in Vidpasay Voyagers, I mean, we hire coaches that bring their own people. So from ball boys to PTs to to assistant coaches, they should be coming in with a group because it it's more comfortable. It, it it would make them more comfortable about that. Sure. About about coaching. So you guys are sitting but, around five hundred, right? Mm, 
Yeah, uh, five wins, five losses. What do you guys need to do to start bringing yourself back up? The team had two trade-up games again, uh, against uh, very defensive-minded teams from the UAAP. Okay. Just uh, a week ago, it was against uh, UST and De La Salle. I'm not really ah. sure if you're from. Oh from yeah. Here, but this, this, this are these teams have strong winning championship pedigrees. Yes, very much. So against them. You know, it it we I think Coach Marlon Martin has chosen these two teams to have a tune up with because it would expose some of our weakness, which is and uh you know willingness to defend. I mean we do have a uh we're currently around number two in the in defense, uh, but we also around twenty nine in offense. So so it should be the right mixture. We okay. haven't we. You know, for for the five losses that we had, the the biggest uh, margin is around six points. And uh, for so the been most close. of the yeah, we've been playing close. Uh, but the thing is, it's more of in the closer mentality that we've been lacking. And uh, fortunately for us, we found that for for the past two games against giant teams in Bacor and Batangas, currently we'll be you know facing home home court games in Coneta uh, for. On August 19, 29, and September 10. So that's, you know, our, our next three games before we fly to Iloilo okay. on September 19. Wow, what else, bro? <laughs> it's okay. I mean, like, you don't have to, you know. No, those are all those are all good. To... I'm I am curious. You said Davao probably has the most money. That's your guess, right? Yeah. Is it pretty is it pretty clear that at least for now the ones with the highest budget are doing the best? Is there any team out there that you know of that's got like a small budget that's doing actually really, really well or anyone that kind of breaks that mold? Actually, uh having the money is to you know, to to get the players is an advantage, but it's not the be all in okay. yeah, but all. I mean sure. my... Makati is one. Makati is around six one. I'm not saying they don't have the money, but I'm saying it's compared to to Davao, they're far more uh, humble. Okay. I think if I think our team is also one of them. I mean, if you could, it's like in the NBA, like if you see Brooklyn Nets, you know, doing going into the playoffs, whereas you see other teams, which is which which are far more. I mean, like they cost more. Yeah. Yep. I mean that that's the that's the point of what it's trying to ask me, right? So yeah, currently I think I think Makati is doing good with the six one six wins one uh one record. One thing is because they're a solid team. They're defensively sound and their their focus is in defense. We're trying to come up with the same system, but we would like to make it you know a more free flowing offensively. So that's the system of of uh, Coach Martin. Um. Martin Martin. Yeah. So, so uh, is there anything else? Um, well, I just want to, I know, ask, uh, I just want to thank Mayor Emmy Calixto Rubiano for unwavering support for Pasay Voyagers. I want to also thank Senator Manny Pacquiao for coming up with such a league that really elevates the talent of every Filipino. Commissioner Kenneth Durendes for you know putting up with all, with all the pains of the league in any in everyday basis, along with President Zaldire Rubit and Satu, uh, Sir Satur. Thank you very much for every for the MPBL family and God bless you all. That's it. Awesome. And I'll just I'll just say that out of all the leagues I've been investigating over the last couple of months, this one is honestly one of the most interesting to me just because of the the intensity of the fans and the fact that it's all representative of local areas, which is really cool and makes uh, fandom a lot bigger. So this is something I'm, I truly am very interested in and I'm going to continue to dive in. Uh, thank you so much yeah. for your time and I'll uh, let you Go know when it's all set and ready, okay? Yeah, man. No worries. No awesome. worries, man. I'm really just looking forward to this. Oh, wait. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome.
Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Big thanks to Mark Kamasura with the Pasai Voyagers, manager for the Pasai Voyagers in the MPBL League or MPBL. It was awesome talking with you. It's fun that out of all the teams, I could talk with the team from Pasai, where I spent most of my time when I'm there. Fantastic interview. Very interesting. I meant everything I said at the end where the MPBL is just a league that intrigues me the most. Uh, It reminds me of watching them reminds me of the most intense high school basketball games I can remember seeing. Sometimes it wouldn't even be my high school. Sometimes we just go to the neighboring rivalry going on. And um, that energy just brings me back to what uh, watching the MPBL sometimes brings me back to that energy of of high school. And, And to know that fans in the Philippines and uh, the Philippines for now get to experience that and hopefully countries that are looking for something else or to build up something have that chance this might be what you're looking for something needs to be said for having teams representing a location as opposed to just a business and um, like we talked about that is kind of what goes on in the PBA their teams like think about it San Miguel Beerman they're representing the which is a company and you get and that go that list goes on and on. You get Morocco Bolts represent Morocco, on and on. All these examples, of all these teams are representing a company instead of representing a community. And um, something needs to be said for that. And um, it, like I said, it, it kind of brings me back to that energy and that pride you feel and where you're from or or how your team is doing. Your the word your becomes so much more almost almost tangible when you're talking about a league like this. You can almost you can almost grab onto it and feel it. In fact, Mark was talking about how fans do grab onto it a little too much, grab onto headbands and 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 they're because they're so excited. That almost is the the tangibility of 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 all of this is that you can feel it and you can reach out and and that's your team. Those are your guys. They represent me. And because they represent me and represent a company, they represent me and where I'm from. This win means so much more when you can find a league that has that kind of energy and watch it. That's when you're going to enjoy it because you'll feel the energy just like that. Any developing leagues out there or people thinking about it, if your teams aren't already representing an area, that's something you need to include. Sometimes we overlook that a lot, and you know, the NBA, they're all in cities, or like every league I can think of in the United. Or for the most part, all these leagues that come to your top, the top of your head, these teams are representing a city, and that's that's big. But there are some that don't, and you see that in more of the developing leagues where sponsorship is so important and it's because financing can be very difficult that you need to give sponsors their due or they're not going to invest which makes sense but i encourage you to realize the value of having a team represent a location as well i mean it could be sponsor based but having a location brings in the fans and the fans when it's their location and 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 their neighborhood being represented not only do they come out but they come out with energy that you're looking for and you need to have a league thrive and grow and so i think the mpbl is a perfect example of that uh i mean i really am excited to kind of tune in and watch i enjoy it i i love mark's response to the import i know that we like to do our best to talk about opportunities for you athletes out there and i mean there he did say there there is a, a small opportunity for a very specific group of people i think you said six five and you have to be at least half filipino with a filipino passport there are people in our listening audience in the United States that fit the description or even outside the United States. So you are out there. So keep that in mind. That could be, you know, who knows? Keep that in mind. Um, that could fit you. But for the most part, the majority of our listeners, at least in the United States and, and um, some of the other listening areas, aren't going to fit that description. But if for no other reason to listen than to get a glimpse at 
how energy and a thriving fandom doesn't necessarily follow the best of the absolute best. That's not to take anything away from the PBA. The PBA finals and some of those PBA matchups are a very, very, very big deal. In fact, the finals is going on right now for one of the three conferences. But um, that's not to take anything away from them. But it is to say that because of the way it's set up, the MPBL is experiencing massive growth, massive fandom, almost a sense of hysteria when it comes to their fandom, which can be dangerous if it gets too much. But it opens up all all of these new elements, and it it really paves the way for a league to grow. And like Mark said, they even have to limit teams trying to come in as to be fair to the current owners. That's how much people want to get in on this. That's how much people want to represent their community. They want to have a team for their community. This is success right here. The MPVL, I I hope it continues to thrive. I hope management is is clear in their decisions and, and continues down the path that's leading them to this much success because a league like this is fun to watch. And to all of you in the Philippines who get to see your neighborhood represented or your city represented or your barangay represented, fantastic. Good for you. Enjoy it. Tout it. Do everything you can. Build this league up because this league's for you and it's to represent you and it's to bring you some sort of entertainment and enjoyment. So that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Mark again for the interview. And uh, if you're ever looking to watch some intense basketball, look up some of these games in the MPBL. They are fun to watch. So thanks again. Thanks for listening. Go check out the Limahan Basketball Podcast, one of our partner podcasts uh, for all you Filipino fans. If you haven't already, make sure you check them out as well as subscribing to us. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash ball, and send us a message. If there's anyone you want to hear from, you know, be it an athlete or a team or if it's a sport you want to know more about or an opportunity or playing in a country you want to know more about, anything that interests you as a potential athlete or even as a fan in general, send us a message. Let us know. We'll be happy to do whatever we can. We'll be happy to get in touch with whoever we can to make that happen. We're here for you, the fans, as well as you, the athletes, to give you as much information as possible and make sure you're doing, for one, making sure the fan is enjoying the sport as much as he can with as much information as he can get, but also for you, the athlete, that you make a wise and informed decision about where you're going to play and um, what your future might look like. So thank you all for the support. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you, and uh, stay tuned. Thank you all for making it through another episode. A couple things I got a quick run through, and then we'll be done. Uh, first... If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our different key platforms. Uh, first, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin. Also, Instagram, uh, at globallyballinofficial, and then Twitter, at globallyballin. The Instagram and Twitter are by far our most active, and they're also very different content. They're actually run by different people. So go ahead and make sure you're following both of those, and they'll also both alert you for when something new is posted either in the podcast or Patreon, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. Also, um, when it comes to the Facebook account, the Facebook account seems um, less active and we're aware of that. It's a different kind of content and more is coming to the Facebook page. So you'll want to like it to make sure you're ready when a new wave of different content, which is coming soon, starts to make its way on there, which is exciting. Uh, finally, though, is the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com and then you search globally ball and you're going to find our account $3 a month. And with that, you're going to get a couple of things. First, shout out to all the supporters, which is great, which is actually 
Also really good for any of you athletes out there. It's a great way to get your name, your brand, your place where people can find your highlight tapes, all that stuff. That'll be plugged in our episodes, which is great. So if you become a patron um, for the $3 a month, you'll get that. In addition, though, what we're really kind of excited about, not that we're not excited about the other one, is that you're going to get a bunch of extra content. It's going to be different from when I originally recorded this to when you're listening to this now. We're going to keep adding to it. Uh, There's a lot of different stuff. It might just be extra stuff that didn't fit into an episode. And there's also a whole new um, different kind of content called Candid Conversations, which is basically a whole new show that we started. As the name suggests, it's a conversation between me and somebody else. For whatever reason, it doesn't fit into an episode. And if you go check out one of those Candid Conversations, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So that $3 a month, you're going to get your shout out and your... um, your help to support your brand or get attention to your highlight reel or whatever, plus a lot of extra detailed, fun content in addition to this free podcast. So go and check that out. Refresher, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin, Instagram at globallyballinofficial, Twitter at globallyballin, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash, or patreon.com search globally balling and you'll find do the three dollar a month patron if you're interested and get all new content a bunch of additional content uh if that's not for you totally fine we still really appreciate you supporting and listening uh if you have any suggestions make sure you send us a message again because we're most active on instagram and twitter that's the best way to send us a suggestion we'd be happy to listen and um and try to get anybody in that area and that sport, that country, that topic that'll help you best. So make sure you send us one of those requests. Otherwise, thank you again for listening. You'll hear from us again uh, next week.